Listener Production. Shares. Market. The S&P. The ISX. Stocks. This is Motley Fool Money. Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast that has been returned for yet another term. I'm Scott Phillips, Chip President, Prime Minister, Chief Investment Officer and all-round good guy. And I'm joined by Andrew Page, the President and Managing Director, Founder and all-round good guy at strawman.com. Mr Page, how are you? President, I like that. Congratulations on nice your re-election, sir. Thank you, thank you. We made it, we made it through <laughs> another term. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is our. Th- it was rigged. This it is our third rigged, term, I think. It. If we go back uh, enough, we're doing this what five or six years. That's got maybe might be our fourth term. Depending on the way the numbers work, we are the survivors That's... of Australian politics and business podcasts, mate. Put it that way. <laughs> maybe more. Th- maybe well, more it's, it's not. It's not a democracy, right? <laughs> no, so, <exactly. laughs> we're, we're staying. It's a bit unless there's a revolt. Damn it. Exactly. <laughs> Don't about troikas. We got the whatever duo is. We are. We are. We are the official kitchen cabinet. Of Motley Fool Money, um, mate. You know speak, speaking of which, in your official role as president of Motley Fool Money, you do uh, run a what is it again? It's a it's an online investment club. There you go. Called Strawman.com. It's Strawman.com. Sounds interesting. That's us. I think yes. people should check that out. In fact, dear uh, peasants and and other other serfs in our fiefdom of podcastness. This is not off to a good start, is it? Check out strawman.com. Also go to fool.com.au because that keeps my boss happy. Uh, as I said, I am the Chief Investment Officer at The Motley Fool here in Australia. Mate, um, I, I start with that palaver basically because it amuses me, but also because we just had a federal election. Mm-hmm. We had, I think, I don't think we've got, well, we don't think we've officially got a new majority, but we do officially have a new government because Anthony Albanese was sworn in by the Governor-General on was it Sunday or Monday? I can't remember what day now. They're all, blur- all merging into one. Alba's been overseas and come back. Penny Wong's been overseas and come back and gone again. Uh, so they're getting off to a to a decent old start, at least in terms of activity. Uh, mm. Mate, I'm not going to get into the politics of this because half our listeners will think it's great. Half listeners will think it's terrible in terms of the winners and losers. That's just the way these things go. I will ask you though, mate, um, what now? Labor government, previously mm. Liberal National government. So um, what do we do differently? So I think what you need to do is you need to rotate your portfolio okay. uh, into some different sectors. Okay, sectors yep, are important. Yep, okay. yep, yep. It's really important stuff. Uh, no, it's complete nonsense. <laughs> and it just it's, if it's a, if there's one bugbear I have, it's sort of like, oh, okay, different government. Now I completely change the structure right. of my portfolio. Yep. Like, are you really buying investments over the next political <laughs> term based and then based on who you think might win next time? It's nonsense. Well, of course or, you will. You're putting questions rhetorical, except a lot of people are like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm planning on doing. It's like, oh god. Well, those those people can have fun getting really bad returns because <laughs> it's it's basically what's going to be the upshot of it. I mean, do you yeah. want a business? Yeah. I want I want business. Look, every business that you invest in is going to have carry some degree of risk. Yep. The future is unknown. Yep. You know, things can always go against you. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of risks you can avoid. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of investors just score own goals all the time. Yeah, right. If if you're if you're investing or taking a part ownership in in a business mm. that only thrives under one <laughs> flavor of government, right. yeah, like you need to really. I mean, you, well, you're not investing; you're trading, and that's cool. That's cool if that's what you want to do. If yeah. you want to speculate, then then just don't call it investing. Yeah. But if you're an investor, it's nonsense. It's madness. Mm-hmm. You know, um, look. I actually, I actually think that um, mm. this will actually. If there's one outcome from this election, and there's probably two lessons. One is that people didn't like Scott. <laughs> the other one, the other one, is that there is a very. This is a climate election. I'm not the first person to to make that observation. Um, there was a very. This is without turning this into a political podcast. This Albo has a huge mandate here on on climate. And I think actually industry itself has been, you know, reasonably agnostic and for, for the most part, they just want some some certainty. And I think now with the will of the people sort of very significantly behind them, we will see some more definitive action on that, which will be good for for the vast majority of, of corporate Australia. Mm. And I know, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, we have an incredible opportunity ahead of us mm. to make mm. Tons of money mm. in a new in a new economy, and and hopefully with with a bit of um, as I say with a bit of a mandate behind them, right. we can get on. We can get on with 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 getting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe save the planet. That'd be nice. But also <laughs> just make uh, a really huge yeah. amount of money and create lots of jobs and have a better environment. Sounds like a good outcome, mate. If we can if we can get to that point, I'm slightly more cynical than you, but I'm hopeful that you're right and I'm wrong, and we might get uh, we, we might get hope. some. <laughs> 
I'm hopeful about climate change, action on climate change. I'm just, I, I, sometimes those things are like, well, it's good for everybody. It's like, oh, it feels a bit convenient to me. I, I, I'm never, I'm never convinced. I was kind of like, you know what? It's worth doing. It's worth doing if it costs money. If it doesn't cost money, even better. I'm not, I'm not going to buy just yet the idea that this is really good for everybody. We should do it anyway. Otherwise, people will be doing it anyway is my general view. But we've had this conversation before. So we will see. But uh, yes, I, I actually, look, I, it's not a politics podcast, but um, our listeners well know my view on climate as well. Uh, I am slightly hopeful. We, we heard some possible changes in the National Party leadership. Um, whether or not that's a good thing or not, it's up to someone else and National Party voters can decide that for themselves and their members. Um, but if, if there is a change specifically because of the National's position on net zero uh, in that it might bring uh, some more action uh, to to climate, maybe even bipartisan policy, which business have been crying out for for years. Guys, just for the love of God, can we please have some confidence certainly about what's going to happen? That's the investment angle. That's the business angle for me is every business group, ACCI, BCA, AI group, like they're all like, can we just pl- – pl- can you just – can we have some certainty, please? Just tell us so, so we can get on with yeah. it. It's like, no, no, we're not going to. It's like, oh, man, you're killing me. Anyway, it is it is what it is, mate. Um, so yes, no no investment change out of at least in particular the election. Though I did note, mate, that the carbon price rose on the back of an Albanese re-election, and I'm kind of so a couple of things here. Firstly, obviously there are some yeah. businesses that will benefit if there is significant change. For example, more money put into to renewables. So is there not an argument to at least say that in some specific cases, some businesses are arguably potentially better off. If you think about the risks or the probabilities, we've talked about those before, um, isn't, isn't the probability of success higher if you're a uh, carbon-friendly, I don't even know how to best describe that, whatever that catch-all phrase is, because we have a government who is committed to doing some more than the previous government was? Is that not net-net a value creator for companies that are in this space? Yeah, I think I think that is, is true. Um, it, it's just, it's a matter of Prior to the weekend, were you making an investment on that based on a speculation on who was going to win government and therefore what that would mean? Mm. And is it also a question of degrees? Is it Does it go from awful company, wouldn't touch it with a barge pole, to mm. wow, fantastic company, let's back up the truck? Like there, there are extremes within all of that. So, yeah, you're right. Absolutely, there'll be some businesses that actually we're, we're, we've, we've got a little less headwind to sail into mm. now mm. and that's, mm. and that's a, that is a good thing. Um, but yeah, it's, I just I feel as though it often gets it, it gets positioned as very black and white. Yes, that's and, true. And that that's that's kind of the that's kind Buy of buy all of this, sell that, all of that type stuff. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, now you yeah. need to get into this, and now you need to get yeah, out of that. Yeah. I think that's just way way too binary in in the analysis. I think that's I think that's fair, mate. I think that's very fair. In terms of the uh, in terms of that outcome, though, th- those changes. Are there businesses you're keener to look at? Is there anything you kind of go, you know what? Given this, I knew I, I must spend more time on this or less time on that, or are, you know, not not wholesale rotational changes, not you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Are there things you've kind of thought about the last few days and gone, you know what? I, I really must look again at company X or industry Y or sector Z, either for or against. By the way, it might be, oh man, if you're uh, you know, <laughs> if you, if you're a coal miner or you're a you're a coal generator power station, geez, your future's not looking great. Now, thoughts on that? <sighs> No, well, the answer, honest answer, is no. Okay. I, I haven't, I haven't re, I, I haven't re-examined anything, and I haven't come to any new conclusions. Okay, um, maybe, maybe a big. I, I should probably couch that in in the I, that just because I've been lazy and I've just not been doing. <laughs> You've been busy, to be fair. I've been busy. Um, yeah. Down in Melbourne for the ASA conference. So hey, shout hey. out to the ASA. Yeah, nice. that was that was a lot of fun. The Australian Surgeons uh, Association. <laughs> that's that's right. They wanted my expertise. <laughs> uh, well, that well, actually, that that was interesting because a lot of this stuff all did come up, and um, all right, I say this with the best of intentions, with the warmest of feelings. It's it's a fairly mature group, let's put it that way. And experience, probably wise, a lot, lot, an abundance of experience Correct. there, um, <laughs> and so it's easy to kind of it's just therefore pigeonhole mm. that as mm. as uh, you know more conservative, you know, la 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 la. But but actually. It, it, it was it was really inspirational, very progressive in their thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a very strong turnout from um, in terms of like female leadership, in terms of speakers, like board members, senior executives, 
very strong showing there. Mm-hmm. There was even a panel on cryptocurrency, right? So okay. the ASA is very progressive, I think, in thinking through all of this stuff. They had Tim Buckley, an environmental analyst, okay. uh, Calix CEO, talking about some of these issues here. And, you know, that they, they the, the members were, were absolutely, I think, 100% aware of the reality in which we live and mm. prepared to embrace the future and, and, and recognise the change that's afoot. Are we at – question without notice, mate. Um, we talk about the things that have grabbed our attention, far more than the things that should grab our attention. Mm. And I say that not to – I think the ASA is doing exactly the right thing because that's what people want to talk about and know about. It's a bit like, you know, Bitcoin's cool when Bitcoin's hot and no one talks about it. Um, China's important and then it's not. We, we, only, we only have the mental space, it seems, the, 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 the you know, attention span. Talk about one or two things at a time. To what extent do you think as investors we are fooled by or distracted by the hot topics and miss out on the important stuff? We, we, how do you feel like that? Not, not about these topics specifically. I'm just thinking more generally about that idea of are we wasting time talking about the cool things? The is green a waste of time? Is crypto a waste of time? I know you'll say no because you're a crypto guy, uh, but you know. But I'm it, not a crypto guy. I'm a Bitcoin <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, Big yeah. difference. Oh, Big difference. Only a crypto guy would say that. Um, <laughs> the uh, um, I, I'm just, I'm curious just in that kind of you know um, how, how much do you think we missed the the, the important I know stuff by focusing at. on the on the sexy? Yeah, we miss out a lot. I think I think a lot of the time when you whatever's sort of hot and in and in vogue, mm. there's actually a lot of really good conversation around that. There's actually a lot of truth to a lot of the discussions. It's just that we're we're this hyper hyper short term mm. as a species. Mm. So you know, I guess the best example here would be late '90s, early '90s. You know, is all you know back back in those days. The only thing that investors were talking about was the internet, mm. and actually. Pretty much all of it was true in <laughs> yeah, terms of right. what people were saying. Yeah, exactly. Right, but then everyone, every you know, it's like coronavirus. We mm. sort of we just get over it after a while because mm. we just mm. don't want to talk. It's just boring, and we move on to other things. And I think, <laughs> I think the real advantage is actually saying, um, it's not not that to dismiss whatever is is sexy right now, right? But but just to recognize things take. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bugger up the saying, but it's something like. Things take longer to happen than you think and then change much faster than you thought was possible. <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I definitely think that was the case of the internet. This is going to change the world. Retail is going to be everything. We're going to do everything online. It's I like, just it's like true. some flying cars. <laughs> They've been promised oh, the in- Jetsons, mate. We still have flying cars, goddammit. Well, that well, there's a good doco on why we don't have flying cars. Actually, I'm distracting um, you back to what you're saying. You, about the internet. Yeah. So, but but like so, so I, I think if you talk about internet or mobile mm, or mm, SaaS, mm. I think now if you want to talk about electric vehicles, if you want to talk about electrification, yeah. heck, even if you want to talk about blockchain and that kind of stuff, there's a lot of sort of sexy things that get talked about. Yeah. And then and then we kind of like we all run around and invest and buy and sell and do all this kind of stuff. And then like six, twelve, maybe twenty four months later, it's like. Uh, oh, look! There's another shiny thing over there. Let's go and chase that and talk about that. And it's like, well, actually, a lot of good, a lot of good insights were had. A lot of good truth was was got at. Uh, it just takes longer to play out than you think. And that, therein, I actually fundamentally believe is is the advantage for the private investor. We don't have the right, supercomputers. Right. We don't have the PhDs. We don't have the incredible resources and access that that, that the big firms have. Mm. But we have the patience, or we potentially have the ability to have the patience. Right. And so when you when you I get in absolutely embrace the conversation of the day, but just recognize that it just things big structural changes economic. Societal changes just just take a while to happen, um, and and that's that's why you tend to see these people. I forget the name of it, but you sort of see something gets invented or discussed mm, or, or mm. comes under the radar. Mm. There's a big spike up. Everyone yes, runs exactly. into it. Yes, right, right, and then it falls away because people just get mm, impatient. Mm, mm. But then it comes back, and that's when you see this big wave of adoption, mm. where it goes from the early adopters. Uh, and then it just enters into the mainstream. It's called crossing the chasm, right? Yeah. And then it just and then it then it just gets blows up massively, right? That's that's what that's I'm here for that ride. You know, it's 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 it'd be cool to try and catch the early spike, but when you stand back and you look at all these phenomena over a long period of time, it's a blip. It's a little blip, mm. and then there's a massive mountain. Mm. I, I'm here. I'm here to climb the summit of the mountain, and I'm and I've got the patience <laughs> to wait to wait for that to happen. Nicely put. Nicely put. Mate, um, let's go to something that kind of is tangentially related to some of this stuff. We talked about green and we talked about all that kind of 
what's going on and who's doing what to who. AGL. Uh, I'm springing this one on you. My apologies. It just occurred to me as you were talking about some of the changes, some of the things you do and don't invest in. And we've seen Mike Cannon-Brooks very, very vocally say, hey, keep this thing together. The board is like, no, 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 we're going to create much more value by splitting it apart. And we'll get to other takeovers and demergers in a minute. Uh, We've now seen Jeff Wilson, he of Wilson Asset Management, one of the more vocal voices against uh, the potential labour change in 2019 to franken credit refunds. And now we've seen Hester, the Health Employees Superannuation Trust of Australia, I assume it is Hester, uh, but basically you know, the, the kind of nurses and doctors uh, super fund uh, also say it's going to vote against it. And now a UK activist fund that owns some AGL shares also joining that group and saying we're going to vote against this as well. And I'm interested Good in the... Sorry, mate? Good on them. Well, here's the thing that's interesting though, mate. Like I think... Wilson is not exactly your dyed-in-the-wool greenie. Um, he's lining up against Cannon Brooks, who uh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to, I, I will try to desperately to avoid the next conversation before we get into it. Uh, but uh, he's he's choosing to actually wade into this one. There was a headline in um, in in the Fin uh, why Hester is right to run towards the AGL carbon fire. Uh, so kind of running towards the fire of you know this is this is. This is really interesting stuff because it's not just an environmental question. It's, a, it's an economic question. Uh, and I just thought this was interesting, mate, because we're seeing a very significant range of people get behind this idea of it's actually more, not only is there more environmental value, there's more economic value in keeping this together rather than splitting it up. Of course there is. Tell me why you think that's true. Uh, why, I'd, I'd invert it. Why are they splitting it up? Yes. Because they recognise that there's one really horrible part of the business mm. and there's one sexier part. And if we split it apart, then the, the one that the retail arm will get a much higher premium from the market mm. and we can all distance ourselves from this horrible thing over here. And that's, that's, that's sort of like an investment banker view of it. But if that was true, Where, and that, that is going to be the case, then the parts separately are worth more than the whole. And there's no reason to keep it together, is there? Well, so I, what, my, what Mike Cannon-Brooks argues is is that um, one, you get far better access and lower cost of capital by mm. by staying together. Mm. As a separate entity, just the generating assets are going to have a much harder time of it. Yeah. And massive investment is needed here. There's not, mm. there's, no, one's, no, one's, no one's under any illusions here. This is the right thing to do. It's going to cost billions, uh, I would argue, and they argue that the return on investment will still make it very worthwhile, mm. but they're just much more competitively stronger to do it as a, as a combined entity, mm. and I think they're right. And let's look, you know, they're, they're not doing it purely for philanthropic reasons. They're doing it because they want to make a buck, yeah. you know. And, and, and I, think, I think that for me is the, is, the, is, the, is the main argument for it. They are strategically advantaged as a combined entity and they have uh, better access to capital through the capital markets mm. as a combined entity. Mm. So why is and the other thing I would say, yeah, uh, well, I just, the other, it's going to be a little bit harsh here, but the board has had its Unlike way you. in in the past, yep. right? Yep. And 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 since they kicked out the former CEO who was trying to do all this stuff, by the way, mm. Josh Frydenberg allegedly got involved and rah rah, all very ideologically driven. What mm. happened? Shareholder wealth was destroyed, decimated. You know, and now they're saying, no, no, trust us, trust us. We know what to do. It's like, well, fool me once, guys. Mm. You know, mm. um, uh, I, I I just feel it's it's absolutely time for a, for a new direction for a new leadership team. They've got a bold vision. I think they've got some pretty solid arg- economic arguments. They've looked at it incredibly closely. It's not just Mike Cannon Brooks. He was formerly partnering with some big private equity guys. Right. They're not out there to change the planet for yep. the greater good, Brookfield right? Canada, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They're making. They're here to make, and they are. They are very, very mm. smart mm-hmm. people. And uh, you know, this is going to sound hyper cynical, but it's just like the if it if it if he was to gain control. The board's going to lose their job. That's yep. a pretty cushy job, pretty well-paying job. <laughs> but it's like, no, 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 it's all about shareholders' interests. Like, uh-huh. is it? Is it, guys? Here's me being cynical. Um, but, yeah, stick I'm together. Gonna, I, if, I you're, if you're an AGL oh. shareholder, vote against the demerger is my strong opinion. <laughs> On economic or environmental grounds? Both. If the environmental outcomes were no issue, would you care as much? I'm being provoked. Probably not. Probably not. No, I, you know, I look. I, but it's hard to, you know, mm. it's hard to distance yourself from something that's going to fundamentally impact my life and the life of all my kids and grandkids. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I don't, I don't shy away from that mm. bias. Mm. Mm. Um, but, but again, I still, I still hand on heart believe that economic on on its own the economics stack up. But mm. you know, there's a whole bunch of different economic arguments that I just, yeah, I'm not that interested in. But, it, but if you want to sort of combine 
uh, a very positive thing for the world. Um, you know, AGL is alone as an entity produces more emissions than New Zealand, mm. right? It's, it's our largest, something like I think 8 to 10% of Australia's total emissions by far. Like you can combine Qantas, BHP and Rio and it still does more, right? right okay. So it's, 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 a, it's a big deal. Yeah. And, and not, only is it, not only is it a big deal in and of itself, but it, it helps set an example. So it has the potential to change the direction of industry. Yeah. It has, it, has the, it has the potential to set an example for other players uh, internationally. And, and so there's a, lot at, there, there's a lot at stake here. And I, I'm not, I don't feel as though I'm over-egging the pudding by, by saying that. Mm. So, yeah, but look, if this was just us two finance geeks trying to work out which is the better <laughs> economic return yeah. on investment yeah, over, yeah. A, over a business that just doesn't make a difference one way or the other. Mm, but this, mm. this is a business that is, that is in, intrinsically related to, to our very livelihoods. Nice. I like so it, that's important. I like it. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, why I like this conversation is that it's, uh, it's, not just a, it's not just a conversation of, and this is, I, I, I will talk about ethical investing a bit later again because uh, it's important and, and Twiggy was talking about this during the week. Um, but it is a case, I think a lot of the time it's like, well, let's lose some money and you made this point just a couple minutes ago. Let's lose some money by doing good for the planet. This is this is exactly the opposite of that. That is, this is Brookfield Asset Management. Uh, this is Jeff Wilson. Uh, this is Hester Superannuation Trust, and and some you know people like the UK activists who actually just want to make change and they're seeing an opportunity to do it. But this is one of those rare occasions where it's like you know the, the opportunity if if those potential uh, holdouts are right of making money and doing some good for the planet. It's like oh man, that feels that feels like a pretty easy putt to me. <laughs> you know, if, yeah. if we're wrong on one or the other, we still win. If we're wrong on both, that's even better. Um, it feels like it feels like a pretty a pretty asymmetric bet for 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 mankind and for Australia, as you as you rightly say. I think it's one of those um one of those one of those rare occasions where you can kind of go actually no, this sounds like a pretty a pretty good deal. And I think um, fascinating to see, mate. No, they haven't yet sewn up the twenty five percent they need. Twiggy, uh, Twiggy, Mike Cannon Brooks controls about eight eleven point eight percent of the shares. Yep. Uh, throw in these other guys, they're getting very close. A lot of retail shareholders um, are kind of seeing it Mike Cannon Brooks's way. And we'll see how it actually does net out. But fascinating to see. This is going to go down to the wire. Uh, fair to say that the, the trend is moving in one direction. The tide is going in or out, whichever way you want to look at it, um, in, in a single direction. Whether that's enough uh, remains to be seen. And also, I've got to say, what happens to the share price next is also, you know, when, when, the, when the vote is taken, one way or the other, uh, the die is cast, and yeah. there's, there's not yeah. just a there's not just an economic, as in a, a company economic view a, a outcome and an environmental one. There's a definite share price one. You know, those who are owning this thing, hoping for the breakup, are in theory going to have to reevaluate their their idea if it doesn't go ahead. Those who are hoping to hold it out, you know, what does Cannon Brooks do after the after the thing? Does he sell his twelve percent and walk away? Does he stay there and agitate further? Um, there, there's a lot of moving parts. This is this story is not over by a, a long shot just yet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I'm 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 hopeful that we can move past the, the debate for the because this has just been going on for so long and it, for the longest time the debate was this is going to bear an economic cost but it's the right thing to do. In fact, mm-hmm. that argument was always flawed because you you would argue that the cost of inaction is actually going to cost you a lot more. Mm-hmm. So over the over the grand scheme of things, it's just like it actually actually stacked up economically. But actually, it's, it, that argument is now defunct. This, this is now an argument of actually, again, just take take climate environment out of the picture, and it's just just hand, hands down, mm. medium term, better better off, right? So we've just got to we've got to rem, we've got to remove whatever ideology prejudice you have on mm. on the environment and climate change. It's kind of like it's a secondary issue now. That's that's where I think that we a lot of people have got to catch up to in their thinking. Mm. Let's. This is about physics and engineering. <laughs> And capitalism and economics, <laughs> and you can take you can take the argument and you can look at that through any of those lenses, yeah. and it's the right thing to do, you know. Oh, oh, and yes, it's also right for the environment. So it's just I just that's where it frustrates frustrates me. It also frustrates me too, where it gets looked at through a jobs angle. Yeah, and and let me just say for the record here that you know obviously we need to look after people when the industries change and the world changes. We just don't throw a whole bunch of people tied to these industries on the fire. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that, that is just really the wrong thing to do. Yep. We need to do whatever we can to yep. look after them. Yep. But we also need to, to keep things in perspective. Like I think I said to you before, I made up this stat, but it's something like this. You know, like McDonald's hires more people than the mining in, the, the, the coal mining industry, right? right? right. So just 
if McDonald's was to shut up shop, you know, we mm. we might be a little bit disappointed we can't get our Big Macs anymore. But no one's going to be up in arms about jobs, jobs, <laughs> jobs, jobs. Yeah, you got to keep it. In, and and the other the other thing I would say, which I said to you off air, this was discussed at the ASA. In fact, is right. that the majority of people, the companies directly benefiting from these these old uh, sunset industries that mm. are dying, mm. are largely foreign owned and don't pay much tax. Mm. So we're we're up and down marching on the street. Well, you know, the ideologues are. For, for people who aren't Australian, uh, who aren't paying us any tax mm. and hardly employ anyone, it's like, why are we on their side? For? I mean, why why on earth are you on their side? It's my coal as an Australian. As, and anyone out there who's an Australian, this is our rocks. We own them. Yeah. And if someone's going to dig them up and make a buck out of them, by all means, but give us our share, right? Um, or in fact, let's just not do that and do <laughs> these other things yeah. that are going to make us even richer. Mm-hmm. Self-interest. Self-interest is really powerful. Just just be clear on what your real self-interest is here, and don't don't be the sucker that buys into what the tobacco company is telling you. Right? It's it's this is exactly out of their playbook, and you've got to be smarter about it, and just get out of the ideology. Rant, rant over. <laughs> so, or is it? so only because I'm jealous and I haven't had a chance to rant, you've done all the ranting and, and that, that can't be okay. I can't let that pass undone. You might be president, I might be prime minister, but God damn it, I'm having my time in the sun. Um, I, so let, let's go from that, mate, to, to Twiggy during the week, who okay. I'm going to say, mate, for, for, you know, given the, the my kind of Brooks and Twiggy are really, really, really doing a lot of damage to the old billionaire who doesn't care stereotype. You know, billionaires are supposed to be these these um, Mr. Burns types who are you know in their in their ivory towers and drumming their fingers together and laughing maniacally at what they're doing to the, to the plebs and the rest of us. Uh, Twiggy and Mike Hannah Brooks really not. Mike Hannah Brooks got to have a, a surname. It's too long. Mike Hannah Brooks. There's got to be something. You know, MCB. Uh, MCB maybe and Twiggy, I don't know. We're going to find something. Let me work on that. Uh, anyway, Twiggy and Canterbrooks are working on uh, changing that view, or not directly, obviously, but they they are not the stereotypical billionaire. At least Twiggy was for a while. Then he seems to have got religion. Um, and he's been at Davos. Basically, I was going to use a, a, a vulgar analogy. I won't. Uh, tearing some people to shreds about the greenwashing that's going on. And, you know, I mean? you know I, maybe he's got it. Well, he's definitely got a dog in the fire. I should say, by the way, I, I own Fortescue shares. Oh, I don't. I don't want to talk about Fortescue particularly, but just while we're talking about Twiggy, I probably should say that. Um, and well, I guess Fortescue's got something to gain, right? They've got this green hydrogen thing going on, and maybe they're hopeful that they can he can he can you know strong arm some people and, and change some minds. But uh, when he talks about you know fossil fuel companies on their you know emissions reductions, like guys, you still actually drill, <laughs> you're, you're drilling oil. Whether you reduce emissions yourselves, you're still drilling oil. Or the coal companies, same thing, right? Uh, we're reducing mm. emissions. Well, kind of this is maybe what they were, but that's kind of exactly mm. the problem. How, how an oil company can reduce emissions. In any, in, I mean, any meaningful way, without actually stopping business, is an open question, and that's the greenwashing. He was, he was having a pretty, a pretty big go at. Um, uh, it just really, really kind of, you know, and it, you know, again, as you say, good on him for doing it. Um, he's probably got a dog in the fight, so we should probably just allow a grain of salt in this one. Um, mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where you can actually be, you can actually be compromised uh, economically, but also just dead right. And I think in this case, it's it, that greenwashing is one of the more ugly parts. You talk about um, a tobacco and that that sort of analogy also holds in this area of you know deny, 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 then promise, then pretend you're taking action, and then you know it's all that all the the degrees of of change. Um, I just the greenwashing idea it really grinds my gears because that idea that you can soothe the desire for action by people by showing them they're doing something look I'm investing in BP but they're reducing emissions so that's okay or whatever it is you want to do and it was that very example that really got my go and you know I've banged on about this before and our listeners absolutely know I've banged on about this before um but the whole ethical investing, you know, there was there was a um, divestment article in the in the FT again this week, uh, Financial Times in the UK. We all must divest our shares, and it just I I know you disagree with me in, in, to a degree, um, but the idea that we can all divest our shares and they don't finish the sentence and then sell them to somebody else, the shares don't go away. There isn't there is no divestment right. There is only sell it to somebody else. There's no fewer shares at the end of the process. The companies don't go away because you do. If we all sell our BP shares, the company will stop existing. No, it won't. Someone else will just own the shares. And you know what? The people who are buying those shares don't care. You're literally going to say, and I, someone tweeted, I, so I tweeted about this this morning and I was kind of a bit, of a bit of a rant. I don't take any pleasure in this, by the way. I wish it was true. I wish desperately. We could make a massive, massive difference and we'd all change the world and it'd all be, it'd all be perfect. Um, but uh, I just got a, um, so what, someone on Twitter just replied, and said, 
ethical investing has made unethical investments even better investments. I was like, that's it. That's the tweet. When you push down the price of BP or BHP or Whitehaven Coal and everyone buys them cheaper and nothing else changes about the company, you have literally just made someone else money. By, by taking action, action in air quotes, to sell your shares to some other, someone else who doesn't give a stuff, you just made their money. They're like, thank you, that's really great. I got to buy your $10 shares for $6. Thank you very much. I've just made how, a lot of how money. How? 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 How have you made the because, money? Because they're buying it. If, if, if these shares were worth only at $10 and you're selling them at 6 and nothing else changes, they've got a 40% discount. You, you and I talk regularly about buying dollar coins for 50 cents. You just literally made someone the value bargain of a lifetime. Philip Morris was well, like this in the let, US for half a century. Let's, think, let's the, dig into that. So, go on. So I think a lot of the time you can you can make that argument because there's a mean reversion characteristic with some of these no, it doesn't, multiples. It doesn't so need you, to be. doesn't need to be. That's the thing. You're just buying at a low PE. You, you take yeah, but, a low PE, but, but the PE is going to. Let's let's say that the PE drops and then it just yeah. stays there because it's on the nose. And this is what happened with tobacco companies, right? Yeah. They, they 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 went on the nose yep. eventually. Um, and you know, uh, and Philip Morris was the best performing stock in the US over half a century, specifically for that reason. Uh, excellent, excellent example. Glad you brought that up. So so the multiple dropped, but yes. it never came back again. Correct. So all of the growth and the returns, and this is this is the smart thing that Philip Morris and that did. Mm-hmm. What did they do? They didn't invest in new tobacco uh, factories. Mm-hmm. They they just ran these things as long as they could. They minimized capital investment. Yep. They they any cash flow that they generated, they paid out to their shareholder. Yep. They saw the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. So the people who made the money made the money over very long periods of time through very good cash flows. Yep. Right. Correct. Now that so so great great, but that it does so. You're right if and only if we'll stop you. the comp. <laughs> so two things. One, um, I would assume that the, those multiples mm. are probably never going to have the, pre- the those companies are never going to have the premiums that they enjoyed yeah, in the absolutely. past. So absolutely. there's there's no balance there. But the the let's say that the 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 board and the executives don't see the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. And they continue to take whatever money that they are generating from yep. existing assets and they use it to develop new mm-hmm. assets. Mm-hmm. That's where the mistake is made. Now, if they go, okay, this is done. But look, we've still got 40 different facilities around the world. Yep. They've still got 30 years left to run. Yep. Let's just, we're just not going to invest any more money in them. We absolutely have to, to keep them going. And we'll just run them, we'll run them until they're dry. Mm-hmm. And then we'll and then we'll pull up pull up our our, our tent pegs and, and go home. Yep. And in the meantime, We'll we'll all, we'll we'll distribute a lot of sh- capital to shareholders. If that is true, you're right. You're right. If they don't mm-hmm. and they continue to make investments yep. and they're making in b- billion dollar investments that 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 may not actually have the economics that they mm-hmm. think they do under a world where there's less and less demand for mm-hmm. some of these commodities because we're just electrifying everything and yep. it's cheaper and better and faster and everything else. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a very different story. So that you've so you're right, but only if the board and management act appropriately and I don't know if they will. So worst case, nothing changes. Best case, I send, I give some money to someone who buys my shares. What change have I made by selling my shares? Absolutely freaking zero. Well, no, 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 no. Well, what, what, one, thing, one thing you very much have done, and let's not forget, these are highly capital intensive industries. Mm. So they rely on debt, they rely on shareholder capital for some of these huge mega projects. When was and the when last time share- one of the big drillers or miners went to shareholders for capital raising? How many decades has it been? Uh, so the big giant ones, probably not. But look for all the other ones, all the every day, every other day of the week. Right? Oh come on! Think when was the last, when was the last significant size? Look at the share issuers. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm not talking about junior miners. They're, they're useless either way, right? They, they, they make they make a poofteenth of no one owns them anyway, except for knucklehead speculators. I'm talking about serious companies. Actually, the ones who are actually contributing to climate change, whether it's whether it's coal or oil, any significant size driller or miner. When was the last time they raised capital from shareholders? It would have been last century. I, I, I think the, the theory is right. You're absolutely theoretically yes. If they were going to raise capital, by the way, even at that point, if it's just more expensive capital, it doesn't change anything either. Because it's only if they don't raise, if they physically can't access the capital, then you're right. If you find a company who wants to raise capital from the capital markets and who can't access it, then the so-called air quotes ethical investors have had a victory. In every other circumstance, at best, they've done literally zero. And at worst, they've actually handed profits to some Mr. Burns type who doesn't give a stuff about the environment, is happy to buy cheap coal assets and run it for cash because he's smart enough to because that's what he's going to do, to your point. I, I agree with the end result here. If, if they do that, yeah, that's that's the if. And well, I'd say this as well. So here's another point is it, it, it changes 
it changes the incentives, right? So when, let's say a, a, a lot of super funds, a lot of big money, right, mm. um, is invested in these things, mm-hmm. we want them to go well, right? We want them to because we, we have an economic interest to do. As soon as you're mm. out of it, right, mm. it's like now I can actually say <laughs> go to zero. I don't care anymore. So it kind of it, it, it's very subtly in some perhaps cases overtly changes your what you hope and wish for, how you might vote, uh, how society sort of – when it becomes on the nose from a society-wide sort of level, mm. it just makes makes it makes politicians less likely to grant licences. It makes lenders less likely to lend to them on favourable terms. It makes yeah. – uh, all of these things But I agree with change. all those things, mate. I agree with every single one of those things except for the investment bit. Go, go and vote. Go and vote at the ballot box every time you get a chance. Go and join whatever political party you like that has a stance on this stuff. Donate to your favourite political party or cause or charity. Use your consumer dollar and only buy electric vehicles and you know, put solar panels on your roof. I think those are great ideas. The thing that gets me is because we're investors, as a group, we all say, well, I wish I could do something. I'll do this because then at least I'm doing something. It's like, no, no, you just, you're handing profit to somebody else and you're probably paying some knucklehead fund manager, of which I own, by the way. I've said before, I own shares in Australian Ethical. Right? They are making money. From people who say, I don't want to own coal shares. I want to own renewable shares. I'm going to buy you 1.2% for the privilege. For what? What impact does it have? Absolutely freaking zero. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree, mate. And I think there's, there's the You're final point to be wrong, mate. Well. I just wish you wouldn't be. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> what does Charlie Munger say? I'm, uh, um, I'm, sm- uh, I'm right and you're smart. So eventually you'll, <laughs> you'll figure it out. Um, uh, I, there's also, I just, I, I think there's also just what, how you might sort of, want to see yourself mm. you know it's just like i there'd be a lot of people and you can't you can't criticize this because people can do people will will act in the way sure. that they feel is best sure. in, in in alignment with their own self-image and a lot of people increasing numbers of people just say listen okay you might be right you're you're being hyper rational and hyper pragmatic mm-hmm. and yeah okay you're making some good points i just don't want to be a, i just don't want to be a part of it sure. i do not want to be a part owner in something that's that is doing this um, and I have zero issue with that, Matt. For the record, I'm not saying people shouldn't do it. I'm just saying they shouldn't do it and expect it's going to make a massive difference, even a noticeable difference in my view, maybe somewhere between massive and noticeable we'd, we'd probably agree on. Um, you well, know, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. You know, what, actually, what actually annoys me more than any of that is actually the people who make money from these people trying to, you know, super funds who say, be, be part of a better future, join our super fund and we'll, you know, make us, you're not going to make anything, di- like that, 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 and they collect fees for it. That's the greenwashing, back to Twiggy's point, which is what raised it for me. That's yeah. the stuff that really annoys the hell out of me. You know, make your own decisions for sure. Own whatever you feel comfortable owning for sure. Don't pay someone else a fee, which is larger than the other fee because they have air quotes, ethical approach. Again, I own one of these things. Like I'm literally arguing against my self-interest right now. I could jump on this podcast and tell them how wonderful it is and how they should all do it. And by the way, here's a great fund or a great manager who'll do it for you. I unfortunately expect to have no impact on people, which is why I own the shares. But I think I just it, it just it irritates the hell out of me that people are paying overs, thinking and being told they're going to make a difference, and that that really really grinds my gears. There's anyway. one one final argument I'll put to, towards you as a game theoretical one. So let's say that there's going to be a transition here yes. where these companies, for as a reflection of society's attitudes, will go from a certain average multiple. Mm-hmm. Of earnings to a lower earnings multiple. Yep, of earnings. I think that's likely. And and in that scenario, and mm-hmm. these things don't happen in an instant. They they sort of play out over a period of time. Yeah. So there are people now who will go. Well, okay, so so you're saying well after the fact. Okay. So let's say let's keep it easy. Let's say company mining company or oil drilling company X mm-hmm. is ten dollars, and it'll eventually be at five dollars on a new multiple, all else being equal. Yep. Throughout that transition, anyone sort of holding it now go. Well, I, it doesn't. When, once I'm buying it at five dollars, you're right. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah. But I don't want to be the person who's holding it at ten and nine and eight. And so as as that transition plays out, I want I'm going to get the hell out, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I, there's a, there's a there's a rush for the exit as as the money finds a new home against people who don't mind holding these these mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But but until that plays out, you're just getting compressed. Your, your multiples oh, sure. are being compressed, yep. and it's sort of like, well, I you know now different story if I can sell at ten. Wait for it to play mm-hmm. out, and then buy at five, and then go. Okay, I'm still cool because nothing changed. To, yeah. to, to your argument, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. But from a game theoretical point of view, it's like uh, I'd prefer not to lose fifty percent <laughs> of my money while that plays out, yeah. and you know, ethics yeah. aside. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's that as well. I agree. Yeah. I, I think, think it, that's, that's, that's your beverage fund there. manager, right? Like I, my my issue wasn't the fees per se. It's the element of like any decent fund manager is going to say exactly that. 
just not charge overs to pretend they're green and ethical. That, that's the greenwashing thing that annoys the hell out of me. If you think oil's yeah. going to zero, get out of oil. But if yeah. you're, if you're, if you're, I'll pick some names for the hell of it. I don't suggest these guys are or aren't ethical. Just for, if you're perpetual, or you're Magellan, or you're whoever, right? If you're a fund manager who's like this is going to zero, then you're going to sell and you're going to charge average fund management fees, which are probably too high anyway, which is a whole different argument. Or you're going to say, oh no, this is the green fund at, and I won't name any of those because you know at, at at you know Phillips Page Funds Management Incorporated, our green fund is 1.3 percent, not 0.8 percent, because we we put an ethical screen over this. Now you and I would sit down on the on the average fund and say, this oil thing that's crazy, let's sell that because it's going to go to zero. We'll charge 0.8 for that. And then we go over that. We, we literally walk from one office to the next office. And go, <laughs> here's a nice green brochure on recycled paper. Uh, we're not buying oil, and uh, you know we're, we're doing it to help the, save the planet. So well, here's your one point three percent fee. Thank you very much. Does that yeah. not at least slightly annoy you? Um, I can't be alone, surely. Yeah. Oh, oh no. So so you, so when it comes to greenwashing, so i.e. we're saying we're doing good things while at one, but actually not. Then yeah, absolutely. Or at least or at really. least the outcomes we, we we are implying that we're offering aren't. You know, for the, for the fee you're paying, you're entitled to think I'm actually saving or changing the world here. You know, that that's I I, I guess that comes to lying, but yeah. Not, I hear what lying. you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a big believer in in truth in advertising, right? right. Like you do, capitalism can do its thing because yep. it's really great at doing a lot of things. Yep. But you know, if you're saying one thing while doing another, and you're 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 deceiving people or deceiving investors, then yeah, absolutely, I'm totally against that, 100 percent against that. Mm. But if you're saying, but, but it, it, it's also giving the potential investor as much information for whatever that investor is right or wrong, whether they're doing it for hard nosed pragmatic reasons or they're doing it because they just feel as though it's something that's important to them, whatever it is, mm. I want to know as an investor if I'm investing in Perpetual's X fund yeah. that I'm getting what 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 they say I'm yeah. getting. So that 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 I think is is important. I want to argue. If you ask you. those funds and say, show me show me what's changed since you invested, show, show me what impact you had, show me the cause and effect returns you can see, right? If 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 you know the straw index falls or the motley fool uh, newsletters fail, that that data is there. So well, don't worry about that. Look, I'm changing the planet over here because I'm it's motley fool green investor incorporated. So well, really, yeah, 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 trust me. Yeah. Okay, it's, there's got to be something. Well, let's move on. Yeah, We've well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's, I have to say that's why I don't invest in any of those funds mm. because uh, I'd rather make my own mind up. And it's, for me, it's, it's two end of the I just buy the market as a whole ETF. Yeah. We've had this discussion, yeah. time, or I or I pick my own. I'll, make, I'll I'll think for myself. Thank you very much. If I'm going to pay someone else to make active decisions for me, mm-hmm. it's kind of like well, you know, then then it, then you're right. It comes it comes down entirely to how much you trust them and 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 mm-hmm. how you view mm-hmm. them, uh, their credibility, their eth- their uh, how ethical and competent, and all of that kind of stuff. And and I think I think various royal commissions and, and history would probably suggest <laughs> allegedly if I say the word allegedly, allegedly I'm covered more times, yeah, allegedly yeah, allegedly, allegedly uh, yeah. then you know you kind of get you, you kind of can only blame yourself at a certain point so you know make your make your decisions appropriately. Motley Fool Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. Right, let's move on to takeovers. Um, two ways I want to talk about this one because we've seen a, a bid for my deal from Woolies. 80, they're going to buy eighty percent of it, leave management with the other 20 percent. Appen, uh, we're recording this on Thursday morning, the twenty sixth, and Appen of May. Appen is uh, has got a one point two billion dollar takeover deal from a Canadian IT company, and I'm going to say much, so a couple of things. I'm surprised that these takeovers are happening now in one sense because. The easy money, the free money era is kind of over, right? When you can borrow for nothing uh, over the last two, three, five years, great time to mm. use someone else's money, take over a company, effectively cost-free, right? At least there's the, the interest of doing that, that the risk level is dialed right down. We're seeing rates go up around the world. They're going to go further up around the world. I honestly thought at this point we would see these things start to tail off just because money gets more expensive. And so the risks change meaningfully. I am... So, so there's, I'll, I'll, I'll roll out a couple of thoughts and I'll get yours. So first thing, surprised that there's still so much money chasing takeovers right now. Second one, oh man, this is the worst thing about a market slump, right? Woolies has weighted in on my deal. Telus has weighted in on Appen and bought these things for literally the proverbial cents on the dollar. Like just, you know, so, so before the market opened the, this morning, again, Thursday morning when the deal was, was announced, Appen shares have jumped massively as a result, as you would expect. Before yeah, today, up. right? Even mm. actually, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Eight dollars thirty-two currently, right? The shares are uh, right now. To have 
made money on your app and shareholding, you had to have bought those shares. Where am I here? You had to have bought those shares, I kid you not, in 2017 or before or since February this year. Any time in that five-year-ish period, four and a half years, between December 2017 and February 2022, you paid a higher price for this. And I, there'll be people listening to that. I'm not, I'm not rubbing it in, guys. and uh, I'm not saying that at all. I'm, I, I, I'm living in absolute fear, constant fear of what might happen to the companies I own that are in this sort of position. Names not mentioned to avoid me having an alcohol problem. Um, <laughs> the, uh, for those who, those who remember the reference, um, it's... I don't, know, I don't know what to think, about other than these guys are obviously sniffing a, a, some value, so great. But if you bought the shares at 10, 15, 20, 25, $40, up to 40 bucks. If you bought it $40 in the middle of 2020, you've literally dusted four-fifths of your money, 80% of your cash, even after the takeover premium is put in. And you're not going to get a chance to get that back. Maybe, now, maybe you overpay it, right? So, and maybe they're worth six. If someone's paying eight, well, thank God they can have the money and run and that's all great. So I'm not even saying that Telus is doing you a bad deal buying the business. But it, it's got to stick in people's career. I had one person on Twitter say to me, oh man, Willie's going to buy my deal at this price. I bought it at a higher price. I'm never going to make my money back. Like it's gone. I can't, you know, it's being taken away from me. And that one, that one I've got to say hurts as well. Thought, thoughts on that, mate? The, the timing, the, the risk companies are taking, buying with higher rates, the, the, the I don't know, I, it's probably just an observation rather than even a question, right? Just, but, but the poor buggers who bought app and hoping for a brighter future and who are probably, if this goes ahead, not going to get a chance to make more than $8.30-ish for their shares, mm. 8.25 mm. now as we speak, um, despite buying it at 10, 20, 30, 40 bucks, not all that long ago. <sighs> you got to be careful what I say here. I mean, this is investing. It's going to happen. It's going to happen a lot, right? You're going to get it wrong. And yeah, so I feel- like wrong mean, That's the bit that gets me. Like, let's say this is a $40 stock that they're buying on the cheap. Like that's, you don't even get to see whether you're right or wrong because it's being taken yeah. out away from you. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. Are we, are we changing? But, not fair as in inappropriately not fair or just like life No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's the game we're playing. That's okay. what we signed up for. You know, market will determine whatever it feels is fair. A lot of the time, Mr. Market's going to be ridiculously optimistic and other yeah. times he'll be unfairly pessimistic. And and others out there will say, you as an investor have to, every time he knocks on your door, go mm. slam the door in his face or go, yes, please, I, I will transact with you. Yeah. And, and very, very big players are also playing that exact same game. Mm. And they can go... What are you kidding me? This company that we for what obviously they 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 like it quite a lot. Mm. Let me bring up my chart here. This is not long ago at six dollars twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, we'll take that. Thank you very much. Right, <laughs> we'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Now, now this is where this is this is why governance and a strong board is so important. Mm. I remember the same thing happened with Altium not too long ago, mm. and Altium That's turned right. around and went That's get right. stuffed. Yeah. Now shareholders yeah. can vote yeah. however shareholders vote. It's a democracy, yeah. right? Yeah. One share, one vote. Uh, ten shares, ten votes. So, um, but but it's not quite a democracy, actually, as it turns out. So not quite. Yeah, I just <laughs> walk, I'm walking myself back on that. Uh, a proportional democracy. Oh, there perhaps. you go. There we go. I like it. I like um, but 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 yes. but. If if uh, look so one vote one value either way, uh, and I don't I don't know Appen as 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 that well. So yeah. I will say this: if Appen has a very very competent board mm. who truly understands the value of the business, yeah, and they gen so this bid that's been lobbed has been nine dollars fifty. And let me just add: indicative, non-binding, blah, 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 <laughs> conditional, blah, 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 exactly. Right? Yeah, so in other words, yep, yep, yep. there's no guarantee this is going. Yep, in fact, yep. the market reaction today is yeah, it's up thirty percent, <laughs> but it's at eight dollars twenty-two for a bid that's nine fifty. So the market's right. also yeah. going. Yeah. I want to believe you. <laughs> exactly. It's a hell of a large like, arbitrage yeah. opportunity, even after the. I can buy at eight twenty two yeah. now and potentially yeah. sell out at nine fifty. Or the fact buy at eight twenty two and have it go back to six twenty and lose another twenty five. Exactly, because it doesn't go through. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but but so if 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 in their heart of hearts the app and board are going, Oh thank God, we thought we were going to zero or you know, yeah, we 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 were really lucky to ever trade at the price <laughs> that we did and we're probably worth three dollars. Yeah. Uh, we will take this. That that is that is their job. And they need yeah, right. to they need to make a recommendation to shareholders based on what they think. Mm. And, and and again, I'll take my hats off to, to Altium and mm, what they mm, did. Mm. They 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 could have made a quick buck relative to where the market was and they said, get stuffed. 
We're worth we're worth far more than that. Yeah. It's insulting. Yeah. Go go. Yeah, I can I can see your incentive because <laughs> you know the market doesn't see it, Mm-mm. but we see the value and you see the value, but we see the value as much higher than what it is. Yeah. So it'll. So what we need to see here is 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 Appen come out and give investors a good reason mm. to say no to this deal, uh, if it becomes binding and you know sort of yeah. well, if, if if it becomes, a, and if 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 they think if they this will be telling if they turn around and say. Yeah, we've had a b- bunch of experts look at it, which kind of sticks in my craw as well. Aren't, aren't you the bloody experts? You're oh. the ones who run the business. You know, anyway. Yeah. But but if after looking at it, they go, yes, this is in the best deal of shareholders, mm-hmm. what they're actually admitting there, it's a very mm-hmm. interesting mea culpa. It's actually saying, oh, thank God. Yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't think we, – we, we, we actually think the market was probably about right and this is, this is better than you'll ever get on the market, so take the money. Mm-hmm. You know. But that, this is the game we play. This is the game we play and, and there, will always, there will always be this risk. Mm-hmm. So I do. You make you raise a really good point, mate. So a couple, a couple of things. I think first thing I agree with you. It, it is the risk, um, and it's just like that's just life, right? And it's it is a stuff happens kind of outcome. Uh, you can't get the big wins without having the the risk of downside. And you know it, the uh, the afterpay takeover um, comes to mind, right? Block yeah. offered the shares. Great now, deal. if you've taken them, well, if you've taken the money, you made a fortune. If you took the block shares, you thought you got a great deal for your afterpay shares, and you did. Mm. And then you had to ride the, you know, the the the, the yeah, block yeah. Yep. was square. The block share price all the way down. Um, one of those things where you know I was stealing defeat from the jaws of victory type type outcomes. Unfortunately, I'm just having a look now. Um, uh, this was a hundred and eighty dollars per block share when they were trading on the ASX in April. Now down to one hundred and ten, and my guess is. Um, that it would have been lower than that, but I don't, I don't know what the actual story has been on the way through. Suffice it to say, uh, been a been a remarkable uh, remarkable journey down. Unfortunately, despite how mm. good it looked um, for grabbing those um, for grabbing, grabbing afterpay. So yeah, afterpay shells do well. They took the money. If you took the shares, you kind of rode it back down, even though you thought you were you were escaping at the top. Um, a reminder of what comes next can't can't be avoided. So there is that, mate. I can I yeah. I'm going to actually unusually for me change my mind halfway through this mm. this conversation. Mm. Because I was going to agree with you, I was about to say, "Yeah, you're right about the experts thing." Can I can I suggest that I'm not so sure? Well, the, the air quotes experts often give you the result you ask for, which is what all good consultants do. Because if you pay yep. a consultant, they want to, they want to give an give an answer, right? Yep. I think it's reasonable to say we talk about directed buying and selling, and how it can and sometimes is and sometimes isn't indicative of what's going to happen. Yep. And when when I talk about that, I always say. There's very little reason to believe that most directors and, frankly, most management teams are that good at capital allocation, that they're that spectacularly good at it, that we should take their lead. And so I, I'm going to – and look, should they be? Yes, absolutely. But given there's 1,500 companies on the ASX, they've probably each got 10 directors. Let's assume a decent overlap, call it an average of eight. What's that number's quickly in my head? 8,000, 12,000 directors floating around the place. Maybe it's half. Mm. They're called 6,000 just for fun because that sounds like too much. I don't – I, and I, 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 by the way, I sit on a non-profit, not-for-profit board, so I, I'm tiring myself with this brush, at least, or well, my fellow directors. So apologies, fellow directors, if you're listening. Um, I'm not sure we should assume that they're the experts. In fact, I think it's probably arguable that demonstrably they're not. So I don't know that I, that, mm. that them calling it experts is actually a terrible thing. I don't, I don't, I don't have a really strong view on this. I, I'm just, my thoughts are evolving as you, just as you mentioned, I was like, yeah, you're right. And I went, actually, hang on. Isn't it possible that, because they've got a range of expertise, because capital allocation, genuine capital allocation skill is so rare, if they had genuine experts rather than the renter crowd, it's like the bloody um, remuneration experts, right? You call them in and everyone, 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 every single one of them recommends a pay rise for the CEO. And the, and ratchet, the, and the board. ratchet and bingo. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I, I don't know. I just, it, just, it just strikes me that I want to I say you're right, but I actually do think that in some of those circumstances, if I had a genuine expert I could call in who wasn't going to just sugarcoat it or or give me the answer I wanted, wouldn't that be a better outcome for invest for shareholders? But you do, you do have a genuine expert, and the genuine expert is the is the person that you you have appointed to run the business. But they're not capital allocation so, so experts in almost every. Ca- I mean, think, in in the real world, right? Think about every CEO you can think of. Are they the people you would let manage your share portfolio as capital allocation experts? And almost ninety percent of the yes would be no. Do I want? And I'm not going to name any. But no, but I'm not asking them to do that. I'm but asking you are. You're asking to, to make. Well, you're asking them to make good capital allocation decisions, right? You're saying for, for that for that you. business for that business. See, I think capital allocation is a skill, not a, not a not a not an industry specific skill. I don't. I it, just because you just because you're the head of sales and marketing of a coal miner, 
and then you get to be CEO, you don't immediately and magically develop capital allocation skills. Or well, then, um, then then the board has failed in appointing you as the CEO. But they always have. That, that's that's exactly my point. That is precisely my point. I think well, then the you, board shouldn't. Then we need a new board. But yeah, but we. That's don't. why this is this is why it's rare. I mean, I get what you. I totally get what you're saying, and I'm, I'm being a little bit tongue in cheek. No, no, at the no. same time, it's it's kind of, it's kind of. I would argue very strongly that yeah. the CEO's main job is is a to set the culture and yes. b to make capital allocation decisions. I agree, and 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 that that's sort of framed within the longer that's term staffing decisions, but thinking. largely, yep, I agree, yep. That's it, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the, you know, the, the um, Matt Common's not serving mm-hmm. at the at, at at the local branch. You know, he can't do everything, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's really he's really doing those b- three big things. Yeah. So as as the board, so the board, let's go right back to the East Indies companies when this first this crazy experiment first started. <laughs> and we had the first the first yeah. public company, limited stock company. Yes, yes. Yeah, we all bought shares, yep. and there was like, well, there's you know thousands of us. We yes. can't all. Man, not that right. old. We, we, come on. Our forebears may, but I wasn't around with the East India Company. <laughs> nice. So we elected we elected some representatives to yep. re- to represent our interests. Yep. Now, now it's like okay. So what is, what does the board do? The mm. the they like, they do a range of important things, as you yep. would know as a director. But but one of the <laughs> the most important things that they do is they make the hiring. They they decide who's running the business, yes. right? And so you and and knowing what I've just said is the most important in uh, characteristics for a CEO. Yes. You want to say, hey, let's go find someone who's really good. Within this business, in this in this mm. industry, mm. and making good strategic capital allocation decisions, and making sure they set the culture appropriately. Yep. Now, if if the person that they have selected is no good at that, yep. to your point, was like, well, then it's it's, it's by definition it's a failure. Do you by reckon definition. every single company you own though has that person at the helm and a board that is good enough to make those decisions independently of a of an expert on capital allocation? Because that's I agree, I completely agree with you in terms of what they should do. The reality is, I own companies. I will say outright, I own companies now. I don't. I would. I would prefer in in some of those cases at least someone who had specific expertise. Not one of the. Not one of the. You know, um, uh, pay for play consultants. But a G, if I if I, if they could. I mean, what, everyone would call Warren Buffett, right? But in some of those cases, like you know, what, if we could if we could talk a Warren Buffett or someone else to come over and say, hey guys, I'll just give you some advice here. It's all free. Mm. I have no dog in the fight. Let me give you some advice. I am mm. not so sure that a large number of my companies have that expertise. Where they should say, no thanks, we've got it here. We got it, we're covered. Don't, don't worry about it. That's my biggest, that's my biggest issue. That's why I'm making the argument, I think, at some level, having some of those experts, again, assuming they were independent experts, maybe you're right, we're both talking hypotheticals here. Hypothetically, you wouldn't need them. Hypothetically, you could find ones that weren't biased and, you know, oh. hypothetically. Yeah, if, you're, if your point is there's a brilliant independent expert out there who's going to offer you advice with no fear or favour, well, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Right, right, right. Yes. Show, show, me, that, show me that person. I, I'm just thinking that when we start with the board doesn't need it because they, they know the answers, I'm just making the argument that I don't think the boards are as good as we wish they were. I guess, that, and, and so I'm not entirely yeah. sure whether they shouldn't at least lean on someone for some sort of help. Um, to be like, you know, they're, they're, all these takeovers, they always engage lawyers and investment banks to help with the process because you don't have that that skill in house necessarily all the time. You know, mm. um, there's, probably, there's probably a lawyer on the board. There's probably, oh, I don't know. Do you do you want to do you want to do you want to take over team and a investment banker on, on staff of you know X Y Z Mining Incorporated or X Y Z Biotech Incorporated? Probably not. You're probably going to pay them when you need no, this- if you need them. This is why I love the small cap space, right? It's just like the businesses, they do one thing. You've usually got the it's founders, yeah. people on there, serious ownership in there. It's like we, we really care, not because we've got a cushy job, but because, you know, we've, we've got a significant part of our wealth in this. Mm-hmm. The people on the board usually are there because they've worked in the industry for 30 years. They know it better than any, like, you know, some guy fresh out of Harvard who's 26 years of age, might have an <laughs> IQ of 200, yeah, yeah. but never run a business in, yeah, you know, yeah. the the, yeah. the the, whatever segment you're in, I mean, that's where it's that, that's where it's so great, and, and you're, you're you're so right. There's, there's so much wrong with corporate Australia, and so I, I, I'm happy to say mm. that the majority, maybe not a strong majority, but a majority of business on the ASX are poorly run. Mm. <laughs> like they are. That's why I say no to most of them. Mm. That's why. It's, that's why. It's, this is here's the fun. Here's the fun of investing. Go out and find the good ones, right? Mm. And the good ones will have very strong. Boards. We'll have very aligned management teams. We'll understand the business far better than any outside external consultant will do it. They'll make mistakes. They'll face risks. They won't always go well, but they're the ones I want to back. I don't want to back the multinational conglomerate that's just so big that no one, the left hand doesn't know what the right is doing and I have to go in and pay. Like that's, it's just not for yeah. me. It's yeah. just not for me. And yeah. and so you, I, I, I'm not, I guess we're, we're not disagreeing with each other. No, not at all. But, but that that to me kind of gets to the, to the mm. heart of it because no matter mm. what, 
business you're investing in, businesses are just aggregation. It's just it's just a way to organize people. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. And they're just these things that we invented that helps a lot of individuals cooperate for a common purpose. And and those that are really good at doing that tend to make lots and lots and lots of money. And those that are really bad at it tend to lose. And we know statistically most businesses do mm. lose money over the long term. Mm. This is the exception to the rule. Herein lies the thrill of the hunt. <laughs> you know? Um, so this, like look, it. back to, back, uh, uh, and, and, and so we're, we're, neither of us is wrong or neither of us is right, but it, yeah. it, what it does is it, it, it emphasizes, I guess, the bigger picture here when you're, when you're looking mm. at businesses and mm. like who, because I'm not in the boardroom. I'm yeah. not speaking to the CEO every day. All I'm just some mug who has to press a few buttons on my smartphone and, hey, you know, mm. bingo, bango, I'm now own a part of this business. <laughs> you know? So I've got to be you really that. sure that exactly. the people who That's represent right. me. Yep. It's, it's yep. the same exactly. way voting is so important in our yeah. democracy, yeah. right? It's because, well, these are, you can't, I, people who take a real cynical right. view towards politics, yep. I kind of think, well, yeah, it's easy to be cynical, but you've got yeah. the power to make whatever change that you can make, and you need to you need to you need to take that seriously. Mm-hmm. I would say equally the same of investors. It's your money, you know. You've mm-hmm. got the decision here, mm-hmm. and if you and, and and it's okay if you if the answer is I don't know. Well, the if the answer is I don't know, don't invest. But get to a level where you can be comfortable that the people representing your interests, i.e., the board, are capable, aligned people who do have your interest in it. And if you don't have that confidence, get the hell out. I, I, I agree with your point. You, you said before mm-hmm. there's probably shares in your portfolio where that is is not the case. And, and you're probably right. Um, I don't think that's the case. But if ever I get a whiff that that is the case, I'm out. Gone, baby. I'm, I'm out of there, right? Because all of a sudden, it just yeah. undermines exactly what I'm what I'm doing. Yeah. So. No, I agree. I, and look, I'm, it's interesting between people being directly not trying out for my best interest and people just recognise they don't have a certain skill set and they want to go and hire that skill set to make it work. I guess that's where we're, we're agreeing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and look, I really think there's, there, is, there is no shame in asking for help in life, yeah. in investing, in, in boards, and in, in everything. We yep. should always ask for help. Yeah, nice But said. don't ask the barber if you need a haircut is what I'm, what I'm saying, <laughs> to, quote, to quote Charlie Munger. Oof, we always didn't get a Buffett quote and then we just managed to scrape one in. It was a Buffett, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to assume it was because um, there, there is a quota on Buffett quotes and this podcast has to keep going until we finally find one. Speaking of which, we're almost <laughs> at the end, mate. I want a really quick answer from you. The mm-hmm. ANZ boss said today or yesterday, He's worried that his staff aren't returning to the office. Mm. If you're an ANZ shareholder, what are you thinking? What, why was he worried? I missed the news. Because uh, he wants people back in the office. It's a worry that people why, don't want Why does he want office. people back in the office? Because well, it doesn't say, just that he's worried that they're not coming back. I, used to, I won't name the employees to work for someone and we... Um, big company, mm. may or may not have been affiliated with a major bank. <laughs> and they had that Friday's was Mufti Day. Right. Hey, you, you don't have to, you don't have to, <laughs> no, no comment. And you, you don't have to wear a suit. Oh, that's really great. Can't wear jeans. Okay. And, and you've got to be a college shirt. All right. And like, like, like why? Some chinos, take off your business shirt, put on another business shirt. Hey, basically, basically, you don't have to wear a tie on Fridays. That, that's what it was. And oh. I, I am all for anything that has good outcomes. Mm-hmm. And and if if the C, so I, like, like I don't want to speak on, on behalf of what the guy at ANZ said, he might have some very strong yeah. reasons for it. If the reasons are we think that our staff are more productive, they're happier, yeah. they're more engaged, they, do, they achieve better outcomes mm-hmm. for the business and for shareholders, and I'm with him 100%. Mm-hmm. If he's doing it because, hey, I I live mentally in an era that is long gone, and actually, make there's no fundamental reason to do it. I only just I had to do it, and therefore, I think you should have to do it. Mm-hmm. Then I think he's wrong, and and I think there's a lot of studies that show that. Look, here's the thing, right? So, if you're you said a short answer. Well, you know that was that was wishful thinking. We are we are if, running. Through. I, I did hope we get a quick snappy answer. He'd move on, but apparently not. Here's the thing, right? If you want to make me come in, well, I guess I'll come in because I have to. Mm. If you think that's going to make me more productive, well, actually, now I'm just jaded. Now, yeah. F you. Now it's like, well, okay, I'm going to turn up, but just watch how hard I work, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, if you treat your employees like children, they'll act like children. Yeah. If you treat your employees with a great deal of trust and respect and you give them freedom and agency, you'll get the – I mentioned this, I think, in the last podcast with how impressed I was with the Pure Profile CEO and his attitude mm-hmm. to all of it. I don't care. I don't care what you do. Yeah. Yeah. But you're employed to do a job and we want to empower you to do the best job, job that you can. Yeah. And I was like, I, I like you already, you know? That's what matters. So that, that's my starting point, mate. I, it's, it's, Shane Elliott says, quote, we had a bit of a rush back. It seems to have plateaued in the last couple of weeks. I worry for the long term. 
doesn't kind of say why. But it kind of just, you kind of imply, yeah. it's like, well, and look, I don't know why, and we shouldn't put words in his mouth. Maybe there's a good but, reason. Uh, maybe there is. Yeah. <laughs> there's probably not. Uh, if if you, it reminds me of the whole, you know, what, what if we don't, what if you have people in the office and they don't work? It's like the old, remember the old line, uh, what if we train people and they go? It's like, what if you don't train them and they stay? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like, you know, what, what if, what if, they, true, what if we, yeah, like, I, and I, I've said before, and I'm pretty sure I've said it on the podcast if I haven't, I would happily bet a large amount of money. If you got me a group of ASX companies with flexible work and an equivalent group of ASX companies without flexible work, I would bet heavily on that first group. Oh, yeah. Uh, over the other one. And yeah, I'm not yep. talking about bloody, you know, <laughs> traffic controls need to actually be on the road with a stop-go sign, right? Like I'm not talking about those people. You know, checkout chicks need to be on the checkouts because that's kind of what happens. But if, if you think about businesses that don't need to literally, literally be at a particular site for their job, if, you, if you're digging holes for a living, you better be <laughs> they put together in the backyard. You can't work from home. But uh, I've, yeah. And I've been in that office before, right? And so what do you do when you have to be there? You're there. You're on your computer. Yeah. Now, well, what do I have? There. I've got a tab open with <laughs> my spreadsheet and there's another one with the Sydney Morning Herald or whatever, you know, uh-huh. Or, uh-huh. Or, or, or Frogger or something yeah. like that. <laughs> You know, and then and then like, oh, the boss is coming. I I alt tab. I was like, (laughs) just doing some work. You know, off he goes, and then and then I flick back to Frogger Uh, because if I don't, if if you're, I am going to act that way. If you're going to treat me, I I will work. And and you know what you do. And I found myself in a couple places like this. It's so soul destroying. I my mission is to do the minimum amount of work that avoids me getting fired. Now that is very yeah. different from yeah. I'm going to do the most and best high quality work because I feel empowered, impassioned. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel I believe in the mission. I'm here to change the world. I'm here to, and I feel as though I'm going to share in the success. Mm. That 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 is a magical business, right? You oh, know, yeah. when people turn up because they want to turn up, that's that you, you've got. As I say, businesses are just groups of people, mm-hmm. and and engaged, happy people are always going to deliver more value than than than, than disgruntled, cynical people who are jaded. Nailed it. And that, that's 100%. If people don't want to come back to work, if that's a problem for you, it's because you've got the wrong people who've got the wrong culture or both. Yep. I, you know, we, I worked from home. You work from home. I've worked from home at the Motley Fool for 11 years. Um, yeah, 11, more than 11 years now. Um, you know, I could have I could have been skiving off the entire time. At some point, I would have been found out and fired, I assume. But I'll tell yep. you what, I am a, every now and again, we kind of talked about, should we go back to work? I was like, you know what? Uh, should we should we get an office, sorry. No, I'd rather not. And you know what? I no. would I would work shorter hours. I'd have to tr- commute. I'd be yeah. less motivated because I'm actually forced to go to an office rather than be flexible. I work mornings and nights sometimes, and sometimes during the day I go shopping or pick up the envelope from school. That that mm. flexibility is getting the best out of me. It makes me likely to stay. Want to be here. Want to deliver rather than be somewhere where the boss is like, "Well, you're here yet? You're not here yet? That's a problem." So, what, what is it saying about your culture and your staff if you're saying it's a problem that people don't come to work? And, and oh. it's 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 very small mindedness as well. It's oh. like I would be going. Hey, can we save squillions of dollars on office space? Oh, that's really great. Look, look how much money we just saved because of that. Because now, now I don't have to pay for this glass fortress in the sky on Martin Place, yeah. you know, yeah, right, <laughs> or Collins yeah. Street or yeah. whatever it yeah. is. You yeah. know, it's like, wow. You mean this is actually a? Not only do I get better staff, but I actually get to save a squillion dollars on on property costs. Yep, sign me up. Mm, crazy, crazy. That'll do us, mate. We've ranted. Yeah. We've complained. We have solved many of the world's problems or disagreed Shook our fist at the problem. sky. Shook our fist at the sky. Disagreed and agreed. That sounds like a good use of some time. Should we uh, do it again on Sunday? Uh, I can't wait. Let's do it. Until then, full on. Cheers. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under financial services licence 400691. Listener.